Patriots has a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth. So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not going to stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah, thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people on RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sorry at the Patriot Factor. It's Friday night, 23rd of February. Welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Megan, how are you? Good. I'm good. It's Friday, staring a weekend right in the face. I'm good. All right. All right. It's always good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, it's going to be nice weather. It's the weekend. I don't have any plans. Okay. (laughs) It's, It's all good. Yeah, but you got to do tomorrow yeah but you know i can get that done and and then yeah. i've got got the rest of the day to do whatever i want oh cool yeah so okay. you know oh, it's, I basically yeah <clears throat> it's uh it's gonna be a good day it's gonna be a good weekend i hope everybody has a good weekend sure well you know what we've got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight let's start with one of the more I, I hate to call it an interesting aspect, maybe one of the more dire aspects of what's going on at our southern border with all these Chinese nationals coming across. And of course the the liberal media and and you know garden variety elected liberals, they say, well this really isn't a problem. I well, I think it's really a security issue. Well, it is actually a problem because, unfortunately, there are some families. They're few and far between. Again, it's mostly military-age young men coming across. And where they're coming across is through San Diego. And there's a reason for that because they blend in to the native, if you will, um, oriental culture of California. Remember California? San Francisco, Chinatown, and all that, they blend in. They don't stick out as much as, let's say, all these uh, Chinese illegals went to uh, Nebraska or something. Yeah, they, they would kind of stick out, you know, in the Midwest. But here's why I think it's a security issue. They're not going to stay in San Diego or San Francisco they're not going to stay in California. They're going to disperse uh, around the country. You know, um, we already know that the the Chinese communist government is buying land, farmland, and and other land all over our country, and a lot of it they're buying right up close to where we have uh, military bases. Yes, thankfully. They're not buying land here in Florida. Governor DeSantis has signed a bill into law. No, no, no. No Chinese will be buying land here. 
Now, we're not talking about individual homeowners, folks. We're talking about ones going in trying to buy farms or trying to buy land, uh, let's say, near the Cape or, you know, other important areas. No, not allowed here. And if the rest of the country's governors were smart, they would follow suit. Well, there's no land for them to buy down near uh, the Cape, you know, because that's all been occupied by the Russians. <laughs> you know, I mean, when when Hillary no, gave them, when when Hillary gave the Russians, you know, so much of our uranium and you know, the uranium that, isn't here in Florida. That's no, in other parts of the country. But, but we did. You did an article about uh, you know Russia having. Uh, uh, bases right next to our submarine bases down there. Uh, no, I didn't. You know, Not in Florida. No, my article was about the uranium in the different parts of the country, the helium. I was the one that exposed the helium. Um, no, in Florida, there were certain other things that they were trying to buy, but they cannot buy it. It was all it was stopped. Thank you, Governor DeSantis. But what's very interesting is the number of illegal Chinese. They call themselves national. I call them young men of military age here illegally. This week, over 200 were apprehended in San Diego alone. And over the last three days, over 452 were detained in California, and that is exceeding the more than 450 that were apprehended in fiscal year 2021. Now, in 2023, over 37,000 Chinese illegals were encountered at the border. More than 20,000 actually crossed the southern border since October. Yeah, we now, are ask ask yourselves, you know, some simple questions here, folks. A, how do they get here? Okay, leaving communist China is not an easy thing to do. No, it isn't. Okay, and B, if they're coming across the southern border, that means they're leaving China, going to Mexico, and arranging transportation to get them up to the border. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the maybe the third question you, you need to ask is, what are these people going to do? You know, we're always told by the liberals that, you know, all these, what they call migrants, use your air quotes, are here to do the, the jobs that Americans won't do, like pick vegetables. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what the Chinese are coming here for, especially the Chinese men of military age. I just no. I just can't see them out there in the field picking vegetables. Well, I can tell you how they're getting here. What is happening is there's a cartel called the Sinaloa cartel. They're the ones that are controlling the operation and sending Chinese the Chinese illegals towards the California border where they blend in better with the population. They are a very dangerous cartel, maybe not on the same level as the Mexican ones, but they're not our friends. Oh, they're certainly not our friends. 
And and that leads to a fourth question. Doesn't anybody see anything peculiar about the fact that the chemicals used to make fentanyl come from China? It's the drug cartels in Mexico that are manufacturing it and bringing mm-hmm. it across the border. And it's the Sinaloa cartel that is engineering all this trafficking with the Chinese. No, Biden is oblivious to it all. And probably Obama is standing there, you know, clapping. Come on in. You just wonder if Obama's getting a kickback. You know, nobody comes across the border that the cartels aren't making money. Exactly. You know, and I mean, this... You know, for for liberals and elected liberals, especially, you know, the media, they're just a bunch of airheads. They just say what's in front of them. But for elected liberals to try and tell us this is not a national security matter. A, these people are coming here illegally. That's a security matter. B, they're coming from communist China. Right. And they're of military age, predominantly young Men. The same with like who's crossing now from Mexico illegally, young military age men. And our administration here has no problem with this. Right. I mean, everything about this is one red flag after another. Absolutely. Everything about it. And then we get word today. That there is another balloon drifting across the country. Absolutely. And and that thing looks suspiciously like the Chinese balloon. And once again, we've got the Biden regime telling us, oh, no, this this isn't a, any kind of a spy balloon. This is fine. Don't worry about it. It's the same thing they said about the one that was a spy balloon. First of all, any balloons that we don't know for a fact that are ours and are there for a purpose should be shot down immediately plain and simple no questions asked you can ask the questions after you have the balloon and see its point of origin this is ridiculous they're still saying not only is its origin unknown but its purpose is unknown please you can't fool us at least those of us you know with some working brain cells you know, if they if they would happen to shoot it down over New Mexico, it would be the second most famous weather balloon ever to crash land in New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> well, this uh, balloon is actually varying at an altitude between 43 and 45,000 feet, and it has a roughly two-foot cube payload. Gee, I'd love to know what's in that payload. You know, there are, I think I told this once before on the air, when when we lived at the Grand Canyon, uh, there was a company that that we did some fill-in work for from time to time that would launch these um, huge uh, balloons, and they would have a a small payload on the bottom of them, roughly the size of a shoebox, and what it was was a transmitter so that uh, people on the Indian reservations could send their um, data about their uh, blood sugar levels and, and all of that, and the balloon would capture that and relay it uh, back down to Phoenix. Okay. 
Okay. But, you know, there weren't near as many cell towers as there are now, you know, and, and those things, you know, can easily be done other than, you know, with hot air balloons. This thing that's floating along now also has an antenna array on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's suspiciously looking like the one that, that actually was a Chinese spy balloon. But the FAA says it poses no hazard to flight safety, and nor even though it was basically intercepted by NORAD fighters over Utah, they said it was not maneuverable and did not present a threat to national security. Really? What the hell is it doing here, and who the hell sent it here? Yeah, and, and I mean... It could be a spy balloon. It could be some kid's science experiment for a school project. We don't know. Right. So you, know? you err on the side of safety. Right. But, Remember, But the, not with this woke military you don't and this, oh no. you know, president that we have. Remember the one they shot down over Canada? They never did find that one. No. Or they say they never found it. Right. You, again, use your air quotes. You right. know, they lost it. <laughs> you know, like, <sighs> it's just hard to believe anything these days. Yeah. You know, but yeah, this, this you know, invasion now, and where they're coming across in California, these, these Chinese men, it's kind of a rocky uh coastal area it's not easily traversable but yet they they're doing it yeah you know well the cartels helping them if they you know as they come across the mexican border they're sort of made to turn to the left and go to california right the ones that actually don't come in through san diego um Hey, but, uh, you know, Newsom is welcoming them with open arms. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Driver's licenses, everything they need. Mm-hmm. Credit cards. Credit cards, Voting money. cards, everything. Yeah, yeah the, whole, the whole nine yards. Oh, it's <sighs> ridiculous. It's better and better, doesn't it? Hey, Benjamin Netanyahu uh, released some information today on what Gaza and the Gaza Strip is going to look like the day after Gaza. Yes. And, and that, that was kind got, of his term for it. Yes. You've really got to um, love it. And basically, um, two of the main points, Israel will create a security zone within Gaza bordering Israel for as long as there is a security need for it. Basically, what I talked about um or what I will be talking about, I no, what I did talk about on Tuesday right. Right. in my article, a security envelope, it's actually called. And the other thing is Israel will also control the border between the Gaza Strip and Egypt, operating there as much as possible in cooperation with Egypt and with the assistance of the U.S. to prevent smuggling from the Egyptian side of the border, including through the Rafah crossing and basically, it's going to be completely demilitarized, except for weapons that are necessary to maintain the public order. In other words, weapons in Israel's 
in Israel's hand. And Israel will also be responsible for monitoring the demilitarized zone of the enclave and ensuring it isn't violated. And Bibi also wants to implement a plan for what he calls the de-radicalization of all religious, educational, and welfare institutions in the Gaza Strip. Yeah, that's going to go over well. Yeah. In other words, you know, the burkers are gone, the uh, butts in the air in the middle of the day. I don't know. I'm being facetious like that. you You look at the way these you know, and we're using a lot of air quotes tonight, you know, folks, mm-hmm. just so you know. But uh, you look at how the Palestinians educate their children. Right. Right. They're taught from kindergarten on to hate Jews and they, they should kill Jews. Right. They, sh- they should end Israel. Okay. So that kind of radicalization, according to Bibi Netanyahu, is going to come to an end. In in mm-hmm. that in that zone, and that's a good thing. Basically, good what he's thing. telling the Palestinians is, you had your chance for almost twenty years, and you continually screwed it up. So now we're going to take over. Yes. Well, apparently, uh, BB in his telling what was going to be, he alluded to the fact that there will will or might be involvement from Saudi Arabia and the UAE in the reconstruction and the de-radicalization efforts, which leads one to believe that Saudi Arabia, who before October 7th was on the verge of normalizing relations with Israel, might well just go ahead and do it now. Right. Now, the one group that I would suggest keeping out of that mix Mm -hmm. would be the uh, Qataris. Yeah, you can't trust them. You know, I mean, they're they're buddy buddy with Hamas. So, yes, you know, you don't don't want them in the mix. I'm just going to say you don't want them in the mix because, you know, Hamas has basically has sanctuary and uh, headquarters in Qatar. So. True. Well, there was one thing uh, of importance that was left out, and for a reason. There is no plan, as per Bibi, or a path for a Palestinian state. Bibi is not going to reward those who are out to wipe Israel off the map. And remember, Hamas is intricately tied to Iran. Number two, Bibi knows as well as Craig and I know that the Palestinians belong in Jordan. Right. They need to take their own people back in case people don't remember. The Palestinians are actually Jordanians. They hold Jordanian citizenship, driver's licenses, etc., etc. And the term Palestinian people was invented in the 1960s by Yasser Arafat to push forward the PLO agenda. So don't be fooled by this two-state solution. Israel is not going to give up one more inch of land. They've given up enough. Let the millions and millions and millions of acres of of Arab land, let them give up a little if they want a so-called Palestinian state. 
Israel's not doing it anymore. Well, and, and screw yeah. Biden, by the way, who's pushing yeah. for it. Right. I mean, Bibi knows. And, you know, I think the the overwhelming vast majority of people in Israel know that a two-state solution as being proposed by the Palestinians, the UN, and, and others of their ilk is only being pushed so that terrorist organizations will have a base of operations. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. Um, you know, they, they had their chance uh, for almost 20 years. Uh, there was ceasefire after ceasefire after ceasefire, and it was the Palestinians that broke every single one of those. And, you know, the it was hands off by the Israelis. They let the Palestinians do what Palestinians do in that territory, and the result was October 7th. Exactly. Well, one other thing, B.B., is uh, basically demanding is that the UN Relief and Works Agency, UNRWA, they are the biggest supplier of aid to Gaza. However, they were the ones that were directly involved in the October 7th attack. He wants them totally gone and replaced with independence, basically, bringing aid to Gaza. Well, and, and there's going to have to be uh, a very stringent vetting system for whoever yes. winds up taking that over. Because the last thing you want is for some aid organization or some organization masquerading as an aid organization to be smuggling things in uh, to Gaza and into uh, the hands of Hamas. And Bibi understands that. I mean, he knows that. Um I you know who would be a good agency to to help out? That big um, Christian and, and Jewish combined uh, oh, yeah. aid group. Uh, I, I just don't remember their name but, offhand. But they work around the world, and, and they would be uh, – they probably wouldn't be palatable to the uh, Palestinians because it's Christians and Jews working together. But um, personally – I think level Gaza, make the Arab countries take their own people in and make it a no man's land. I wouldn't have any problem with that. I think the organization you're talking about, the name of it escapes me too, but isn't it the one that Mike Huckabee is is somehow affiliated with? Um, I think it is. It might, it might be, but he's not in the commercials that run on TV all the time. But he might very well be part of it. Yeah. But um, they need somebody besides the UN. The UN is useless. It's anti-Israel and it's anti-American. Israel and America should pull the hell out of the UN already. You know, and I agree with you, but as long as we're there, we do have veto power. That's true. You know, and if it wasn't for that, I'd say get the hell out. Yeah. You know, but um, the U.N. is completely corrupt. Absolutely. And and you can't trust them to do anything no. on the up and up. No. You know? 
so it's going to be interesting. Now, the uh, the Rafa offensive is still on tap. Uh, mm-hmm. BB has said that if uh, uh, Hamas turns over all the terrorists, they won't do an offensive in Rafa. But, you know, what are the chances, really, that there's very many, if any, uh, of those hostages that are still alive? And even if they are, I don't see any chance that Hamas turns them over. Personally, I think very few, if any, are still alive. And of course, uh, when their bodies are found, Hamas will claim, well, the Israeli attacks killed them. No, no, no. Forensics can easily prove otherwise. Um, It's sad to say, and I didn't come up with this, but I've had discussions with people And this seemed to be a theme. Sometimes in war, as bad as it sounds, you have to sacrifice a few for the betterment of the vast many. Right, right. I don't know. I mean, I understand how the families must feel. But after a hundred days of these people, can you imagine the condition yeah. these people are going to be in? I, I, you know, it's it's so terribly sad. Yes. Um, but I don't see. I mean, even if they were all still alive, I don't see Hamas turning them over. Uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu gave them until Ramadan. Uh, you know to either turn them over or face the consequences, and I think it's going to come down to the consequences. When does Ramadan start? Isn't it in a couple of weeks? Yeah, it's in a couple of weeks. I want to say it's somewhere in the close to the end or maybe the middle of the first week of March or may, might be the middle of March. Kind of somewhere uh, right, right around, around there, I think. The, uh, right around the um, Easter Passover holidays. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of through. We better be on the lookout at that time for trouble. Yeah, I mean, big holiday times, that's always kind of a, uh, you know, a a point where these international terrorist organizations like to try and pull something, so. Right. Exactly. So, we'll just see what happens, but the um, Biden has definitely pulled an Obama. He's stabbing Israel in the back, as expected he would do. And I'm serious about this, but any person of the Jewish faith who casts a vote for the Democrats, for Joe Biden, really needs their heads examined. 100%. You know, folks, if you want to read more about BB's plan for Gaza and the Gaza Strip and that whole West Bank area, if you go to rspradio1.com over the next couple of days before it drops down below the feed, uh, we've got an article in there on the plan for Gaza, uh, according to Netanyahu. Right, right. Um, It's a very good plan. I would go... Personally, even farther, like I said, raise Gaza completely, 
turn it into a memorial park if you want, make it a no man's land. But even if the billions and billions and billions of dollars that are needed to rebuild Gaza, the way these people live, it's going to be a you-know-what hole in a matter of years. I mean, and, and I can't even imagine. I've seen a lot of the photos coming out of Gaza. I can't mm-hmm. even imagine where you would begin to rebuild that at this point. Neither can I. Love it. And, well, what they are going to do, though, before they do anything, they're going to flood those tunnels so they could never be used again. Right. And they've been doing that periodically, you know, yeah. from, you know, section by section by section. Uh, but there's hundreds and hundreds of miles of those tunnels. It's going to so be major, gonna... major yeah. flooding of the salt water um, coming in from the Mediterranean. They will be rendered useless when Israel's done with them. And that's a good thing. Folks, mm-hmm. we've hit the bottom of the hour. That means we got to take a quick break, though. We have one more segment to go in this show. We're going to be talking about something Biden is doing again and something NASA did. Yes, that's the best one. <laughs> We're saving the best for last, folks. So stay with us. There's more Right Side Patriots after that. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Hi guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog you will find not only my articles but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out The National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen and Diane Sorry getting you through a Friday night show. If you miss any part of it, go to RSPRadio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button, and there we are. Mm -hmm. And for that matter, there you are. Yes. Okay, so even though the Supreme Court said uh, you can't be paying off uh, people's student loans, 
Biden continues to do it, and, and he's uh, just just made another big uh, announcement that he's going to be paying off more of other people's student loans with other people's money. Yeah, the other people's money is our money, folks. Right. Okay. Um, up to now, Biden has canceled $138 billion for 3.9 million borrowers since taking office. Really? I have a whole particular issue with this canceling of student debt. First of all, these students knew when they signed or their parents knew when they signed the loan papers. A loan is a loan. It's not a free ride. You are signing signing a document giving your pledge to replace that document. So by the president, ugh, the president, my God, canceling people's legal debt, that sends a very bad message. Number one. Number two, everybody's worried about these kids that are going to public universities and public colleges, which is well and fine. However, there are many of us in this country who gave up a lot, who sacrificed a lot, who paid big bucks. We're not talking what a, a public education costs, but what a private education costs. And we paid it. We sacrificed. We did what we had to do to send our kids to what we believe are better schools, better for their particular talents, if you will, whether it be science, English, history, whatever. We don't get one iota of a break, not one penny of a break. And we are talking tuition that costs anywhere from 45 to 100 $150,000 per year. That includes room and board and everything else. Okay. We don't get one bloody break on paying off our children's debts. We sacrificed what we had to sacrifice and did so happily so our children would get what we believed the best education possible for their talents. All right. But hey, go uh, to a public school, okay. you get a, a few thousand dollar debt, maybe 20000 and okay, you're off the hook. This, if, if debts were to be canceled, and I don't think legally they should be because it is a responsibility, you sign the paper for it, either everybody pays their debt owed or you you do something to even out the inequity here because not only are a lot of parents still paying (laughs) off their children's debts but now they're being saddled with this nonsense to pay off other people's debts no very wrong can I say something now Mm mm-hmm Thank you. Nobody held a gun to anybody's head and forced them to encourage their children to be exceptional. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, so you got, you know, there's people in this country that had exceptional children. And these exceptional children 
decided to make the most of their natural exceptionalism, and they decided to go to exceptional schools so they could further their exceptional talents. Okay? Nobody forced them. I mean, everybody could have been living in a double-wide trailer house and their kids could have been working at McDonald's, you know. But no, we, we have, you know, institutions in this country that demand exceptionalism. Um, you know, certain scientific endeavors, medical uh, endeavors, legal endeavors, you know, that, that require exceptional people. Unless, of course, unless, of course, you aspire to be a DA in Manhattan or a DA in Atlanta, <laughs> where, you know, a garden variety schlub will do. But, yeah. you know, I personally... You know, when, like, you know, seven and a half years ago when I had heart bypass surgery, I was reasonably pleased that my surgeon went to uh, a rather highly regarded school, <laughs> you know, instead of Bob's University Online. Yeah. You know, let's say, I mean, you know, um, except for... Boeing 737s, where they forget to bolt in the door. I'm glad the people that engineer aircraft know what they're doing and, and went to the yep. proper schools to do it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you're right when when you're you know when you're forgiven loans for you know people that are getting a liberal arts degree, right? Which is really where is it going to lead you? You know. There's something wrong there. And, yeah. you know, if you're a college student and you signed up for a student loan, if you didn't realize when you were signing up for it that you were going to have to pay it back, perhaps you're not smart enough to go to any college. That's right. I mean, that's, that's right. just my thought. And those parents at the other end that are still paying off loans and are happily doing it, for their children, it's it's like they don't matter at all. Oh. They're the ones producing the leaders in all given fields, and no, that nothing is done to help them. Uh, and it's it's in it's it's oh. almost like affirmative action. Okay, you have to meet a certain color. Income level, minority level, um, but then you know if you're just basically if you're just white middle class people with an exceptional child, you're you're surrendering everything to get that child the push that they need to excel in the field that is their field of expertise. Eh, the hell with you. Yeah, screw you. You know, I yeah. mean, you don't, you people don't count. Yeah. You're, you're not worth the effort. I mean, but here's the thing we can't lose, lose sight of in all of this. I mean, you know, everything you're saying, Diane, is right, you know, but here's the thing that we can't lose sight of. Biden tried to do this and the Supreme Court said, oh, no, you can't. Right. Now he's bragging that he's going around the Supreme Court and doing it anyway. Well, the Supreme Court 
should get off their butts and say, whoa, no, you are not. You can only forgive a debt. You can only forgive a debt if it's your money that you loaned. Right. Okay. But, and, and, and let's call this what it really is. This is theft. Okay. These loans are not being forgiven. It's just that everybody else is having to pay off the loan. It's it's right. like if your neighbor went out and bought a Lamborghini on Wednesday and then decided, I, I really like the car, but I don't want to pay for it. And somebody came along to you and said, well, your neighbor bought the Lamborghini, but you're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, what? Yeah. No, it's just, in this country, under Biden and crew, for being conscientious, for paying back loans that you signed for, for raising children with their heads screwed on straight, who actually deserve to be in college, not in indoctrinating centers, but in real Serious universities. You mean, Diane, you mean kids that know enough to wear the belt on their pants around their waist? Yeah, those kids. Those kids, okay. Those kids. I just wanted to make sure. I mean, it's, it's very, very, very unfair. We have a two class system in this country. You're damned if you have money, responsibility, and common sense, but you're given everything in the world if you're woke, if you're a minority, if you have your hand out, and if you come here le- illegally. And you're, We've got serious problems here, folks. Here's a, here's a question that it's rhetorical, but... Nonetheless, um, what are these kids that are getting their student loans paid for by other people's money? What -hmm. are they going to be like when reality sets in and they have to exist in the real world where they can't go out and buy a house and have somebody else pay for it? Or they can't go out and buy a car and have somebody else pay for it? Or they can't go to the grocery store and have somebody else pay for it? And they have to be responsible for the things that they do and they have to be self-reliant and they have to take personal responsibility when they sign a paper that says, I will do this, whatever this is, then they have to do it. These people, these kids are not going to be able to function in the real world. They will end up going on welfare. They will end up sort of like a new version of the lost generation. They will have no responsibilities. They will not know how to be adults. And you know what the main thing is? And you know what the main thing is? What? For the rest of their lives, they will vote Democrat. Oh, absolutely. We Republicans, we Republicans don't vote Democrat until we're dead. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I just, 
I'm just Craig, saying. Think of all your family members who are voting Democrat. They're canceling out your vote. <laughs> I know. Damn them. You know? Yeah. Well, hell, I didn't like most of them anyway. So, <laughs> um, Finally, tonight, we got to talk about this. A couple of space geeks like us. Yes. Uh, NASA and SpaceX and uh, what's the other company? Something Machines. Uh, oh, you know, um. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. Um, Good Lord, I can't. Let me, let me think about it. I, I will remember. Oh, here it is. Intuitive Machines, IM-1 mission. That was the mission that actually landed this on the moon now, in I, conjunction I, with NASA. I was watching it live on uh, YouTube mm-hmm. uh, when this was going on last night, about 520 uh, 523, uh, something like that central time, uh, yesterday. Right. And it was kind of a nail biter because, uh, you know, they had a, I thought mission control was set up weird to begin with. It was circular and everybody had their backs to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, which I found kind of odd, but you know, this thing is you know, fixing to land on the moon and it's moments, you know, minutes away and they've got trajectory and they're getting readouts and everything. And then it gets to the time where it's supposed to be on the surface and everybody's being really quiet. And they're like, uh, what happened? And it took a few minutes before, Somebody in mission control piped up and said, we're not dead yet. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, you know, it it was off in calculations by a minute amount. So it, it wasn't originally landed perfectly straight down. What they feared was that it had toppled over. Well, and it did. They, they found that out today. What happened yeah. is yeah. it was coming down vertically. At six miles an hour, but it was traversing horizontally at two miles an hour, looking for using onboard radar and onboard lasers and all this to to find the best spot to land because it's autonomous. And as it was going just before touchdown, two miles an hour laterally across the ground, you know, horizontally, one of the little feet caught a rock and it tipped over and they didn't realize it really until late last night, but it is actually on the surface laying on its side and propped up by a rock. So it's actually, instead of standing there vertically, it's kind of laying there horizontally, but all of the instruments are working and the solar panels are collecting light and it's at 100% fully charged battery. Right. It's working absolutely perfectly. It's called Odysseus, and it is a NASA uh, project, basically. It was launched atop a SpaceX rocket on Valentine's Day, and it's carrying 12 payloads, six of them belonging to private companies and six of them science experiments for NASA. And And beyond just the experiments, it's also... In the area where a possible moon landing might eventually take place, it's at 
towards the South Pole, right. where there is believed to be water under the ground. And moon penguins. Yeah. <laughs> um, this little thing is really, really interesting. Intuitive Machines uh, kind of designed it and, uh, you know, had a lot to do with it. This is the first private enterprise soft landing on the moon, and it's the first time NASA has landed on the moon in 52 years. Yeah, since 1972. Amazing that we've been dormant basically for all these years. I don't blame NASA for that. It has to do with government funding. When you have liberal presidents and liberal Congress, the funding for NASA, you know, gets cut by big chunks. Um, Well, if you go back to the 1960s and the the heat of the space race and our, mm -hmm. you know, attempt to get to the moon uh, and all of that, uh, the budget that NASA had was, you know, percentage-wise was a good chunk of our national budget. Right. And now it's like point. 0.4% of the national budget. Um, And so, you know, all of that makes a difference, but I got to tell you, I was, it just, it just grinds on me. All these weirdos and tinfoil hat types that go on Facebook and they're promoting the fact that we never went to the moon. We never had men on the moon, you know, and, and well, you know, if we could land men on the moon and, in 1969, why is it so hard to land this little thing there now? Well, you know, there's a lot of differences, and money is one of the big differences. It's the main difference, well, actually. It's, it, it's, it's a big difference, but I wouldn't say it's the main difference. I think the main difference, when we landed men on the moon, beginning in 1969, 1969 through 1972, mm-hmm. we had on board each one of those landers, something that no lander has had since, and that's human eyes. Right. And when you have a human pilot looking at the ground as they're approaching it and picking and choosing where to maneuver and where to land, it makes a big difference. When you're relying on an autonomous bunch of radar and LIDAR and, and uh, you know, lasers and all of that, that's that's really good information to have, but you can't always rely on it because the moon is one of the most uneven, unflat, and rocky surfaces you'll ever try to land on. That's true. But the thing is, men will be going back to the moon. The base will be built on the moon because we're not planning to go to Mars, Earth, to Mars. No, we're planning on building launch pads, etc., on the moon because it will be easier to get to Mars and beyond from the moon than having to escape Earth's atmosphere. There will be a colony on the moon. Um, it's, it's in the planning stage. The funding needs to be there, and we need to have these liberals shut the hell up that space means nothing. What they forget is a lot of our leading technology has come from space, and also the fact that he who controls space controls Earth. 
that's one hundred percent correct. Can you imagine yes. in the in the future spaceships leaving from the moon and from there going to Mars? I can absolutely imagine it. Yes, you know, and and on the trip because you know the trip's going to take a few months, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you could you could leave the moon and and a few weeks, you know. Uh, or, or maybe the next day. I mean, you leave the moon the next day. You're you're chit chatting with your, uh, you know, fellow astronauts, and somebody says, "Well, are are you actually a rocket scientist?" You say, "Well, no, but I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night on the moon." <laughs> you know, I mean, when when we have these bases, when we when we establish a base on the moon, it opens up everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just the fact of not having to escape Earth's gravity is a huge thing. And, you know, the future is limitless. We have it in our genetic code to be explorers. And the moon is the first step to exploring space. Both Craig and I are of the belief we are not alone. And we probably have not been alone from the beginning, but Long that's a whole time. other story. Right. Um, we need to explore. It's part of who we are. And also, you know, going to Mars, going to some of Jupiter's moons, these are also possibly f- safe havens for humankind if things get really bad here on this planet. Like next week. Yeah, or how about November? Yeah, I mean, look, it made sense for humankind to get the hell out of Africa when they did. Right. So why, would, why wouldn't it make sense to get the hell off this rock at some point? You know, um, this this little uh, Odysseus, uh, they, they call it a robot, but it's not, it's not going anywhere. It's just stationary thing. But right. it's got science experiments on it. It's got cameras on it. And as I understand it, uh, the cameras and all the stuff is, is still working. It's all fine. It's all and working. We're supposed to be getting images this weekend from it. Mm-hmm. And one of the images that they're working to uh, download right now is the actual video of the landing itself shot from the lander. Yeah. Yeah, that, I can't wait to see that. That should be extremely interesting. A landing on the moon, you've got rocks everywhere from the size of a baseball to a softball, bowling mm-hmm. ball, all the way up to Volkswagens and SUVs and, and boulders the size of a house and undulating ground. I mean, it's it's the most uneven terrain you can imagine. So, you know, that's why everybody has trouble doing a soft landing on it. It's because you've got so many obstacles. Now you say, well, okay, so why don't they have that trouble on Mars? Well, uh, the Mars landers, you've got a whole different scenario there. You've got a thin atmosphere on Mars. You've got no atmosphere on the moon. Right. So on Mars, you can actually parachute part of the way down. Mm -hmm. And then you do the power descent from there. And then you drop it down on what they call a crane to do the soft landing. Before that, we had these 
craft that were surrounded by these giant airbags, and we dropped the airbag, and the thing would bounce around till it just quit bouncing. Right. Can't so really do that on the moon. No, it's a whole different ball game now. But what I find interesting is the south pole of the moon is where they believe the water is under the ground. The south pole of Mars is where we're looking for life. And we're not talking Marvin the Martian. We're not talking people like us. We're talking bacteria, fungi, viruses, whatever. The way, it seems the way the moon and the planets are set up, the, and I'm not talking about Earth. We seem to be aiming in all of them for the southern hemispheres, yeah. which I find interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, we're taking more and more long looks at some of the, the you know, moons that are around some of the other planets in our solar Io, system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because they, they you know, we used to think all those moons were just dead rocks, but they're not. No, no. Uh, uh, don't hold me to it, but I think it's Io that they say has oceans under the surface. It might not right. be Io, but it, it, it's one of the moons that has an ocean under the surface, which is very interesting because life sprang from here on Earth from the primordial soup, which was basically muck, water, whatever, who knows what's in those underground waters. You look at at places like Io, you look at uh, moons like Titan. Mm Mm-hmm, Titan, Uh, Europa, especially Europa. Europa. You know, and we're, we're learning so much over the past 15 to 20 years that we never really even considered before these are geologically active bodies. Yes. Volcanoes constantly going off. Earthquakes. Water geysers. Yep. Hurricanes on Mars. They equate it to a hurricane. It's not literally a hurricane, but it's that type of force, winds and whatever. The planets are not dead, folks. No. It's not just a rock sitting there. And a lot of these moons... Well, I think hold the key. I do too. You know, it's going to be interesting, but congratulations to NASA, to uh, Intuitive Machines, and SpaceX um, for getting a getting there and and b uh, managing the landing. This thing's only supposed to operate for about a week, but I'll I'll bet you it goes a little bit longer than that. But hey, remember the little rovers were supposed to last a, a year, know, that's, a few months, whatever. They've, yeah. they've five years more, some of them. I mean, it's it's amazing what we can do, but we need the funding for science. This is science advancement, folks. Well, it we is. can't stick our heads in the mud any longer. Well, and Not what we learned. Russia, China, we're in a race with them again. We have to win the space race. Well, and what we learned yesterday above all else, is that these private partnerships with NASA work. Absolutely. That's huge. Absolutely. 
With that, Diane, we've run out of time. Okay, and with that, I'm going to outer space and Star Trek. Where no man has gone before. Right. <laughs> Nighty night, folks. Have yourselves a great weekend, folks, and we'll catch up with you again on Tuesday. Bye-bye. <laughs>